You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Oz Network for our Amazing Race coverage. We were only going to do what two, three episodes max this season, but we heard that so many people were in love with our coverage this year that we just had to deliver more episode recaps. We had to come back. We had to bring in new guests. We had to kick out the old ones. We got rid of Colin because he was. He, he didn't love, he loved Rupert too much that we had to get rid of him and we needed to bring on some new people. As always, I'm Rossi and I'm joined by two lovely guests. You know him, you love him. He was here last, last two epi- recap or episodes that we did on Survivor, or not Survivor, The Amazing Race. Jared, welcome. Thanks. It's good to be back. I'm glad that we've, uh, you turned Colin and got him out of here. <laughs> and he could not handle the alphabet, so he's out. I'm surprised you were able to make it, considering how torn up you must be at the elimination. Yeah, I mean, it's a struggle, um, but I've had a couple of days to uh, process, still wearing all black um, in memory. (laughs) And in a surprise comeback twist on The Amazing Race, we have a special guest joining us who has not been here all season. We have the one, the only, Kristen Kinnar. Kristen, welcome. Thanks for having me. I like how I'm just this big surprise guest when I... You can't show up to the first few episodes. Like, I, sh- I should not show up more often. Make people miss me. Yeah, you blindsided our listeners in your surprise appearance. Although they have heard your predictions a little bit, so can't I say that to the first two podcasts, so I did hear everything that happened. I heard you talking shit about me. You're like, she dropped out last minute. I didn't appreciate that because you asked me last minute. <laughs> All right. We're not going to start a feud here. I'll U-turn you. Okay, but let's get into this crazy Survivor, Amazing Race, Big Brother season of The Amazing Race that we've got going on. Since you haven't been here, um, and since you pointed out that we have very different opinions from you, (laughs) uh, why don't you share kind of your general thoughts on the season, the teams, everything, the challenges, Phil. uh, We only like Phil Love here, so be careful what you say about that, but... Um, I'm not, like, super, super high on the season so far, but I'm kind of, like, middle of the road so far. I'm hoping that the tasks get a little better. They haven't been exciting me too much. Last week, I didn't love that they just continue with this, like, Japanese game show theme. Like, there has to be more, like, Japanese culture that they can be using. And then the two teams that I am the complete opposite of, like, everybody that was talking last week was Colin and Christy and Team Final. So I was excited to see Colin and Christy back, but I hated them. I think that I said I'd rather that the literal devil won season five than them. So I hated them, but I kind of love like the old school team thing. So I, I didn't like them, but I'm happy to see them if that makes any sense. And team fun, I hate. <laughs> like I cannot stand Becca. She drives me bonkers. And I don't understand why they're everybody's favorite team. That was not the teams I thought you were going to be talking about. Oh, what do we think? Uh, oh, and I hate Corinne and Eliza. I mean, I don't hate Corinne. I hate Eliza. But the team, I I want out because of Eliza. Is that who you thought I was going to talk about? I, I was just ready for you to be, like, so anti-Rupert or something. like. Uh, I don't like Rupert at all, but I kind of felt bad for them during their elimination. So, like, I... I'm kind of over it. I guess my feelings about Rupert weren't as strong as I thought they were. I guess I thought I hated him more than I really do. 
I was just ready for you to have a Rupert rant, and then Jared would be like, no, Rupert. I mean, he seems like a nice guy. I listened to his uh, exit interview that he did with Ropsy, and I don't know. He he does seem very nice. I just am very sick of seeing him on my TV. Uh, Have you watched, was it Mountain Mafia? I have no idea what that is. (laughs) It's um, like a movie, right, Jared? Yeah, I believe so. It's a movie that Rupert stars in, and it's <laughs> the most ridiculous thing. The trailer is on YouTube, I believe. Why have I never heard of this? I don't know. We discovered it recently. Anyway, um, it's a good... Off track. It's a good movie, air quotes. Uh, it's really awful, but Rupert's in it, so... All right, let's get to this episode of The Race. Now that we finally got rid of Art and JJ, uh, we can move on. And talk about the top nine teams as they head to Laos. Uh, so we kind of get the generic pre or not pre- previously on segment. Nothing interesting there. Uh, and I honestly thought that this episode started off really slow. Like it was just like, oh, like let's fill in all the personal details now that the first leg is done. Like here's this couple they met then, or like since we met since we were on the race we did this or whatever. And a lot of it was just kind of generic. I thought it was interesting that we got some of the Colin and Christy like storyline of how different they are. Like I felt like they were starting to be like, Oh, we're now really different now. Like we have new like relationship. We don't fight all this kind of stuff that they were giving us. I thought that was fun. Rather than that, all this kind of unnecessary taxiing traveling was really generic and not important, but it did give us the start of the feud between Team Fun and Team Sister, like what the Riley sister? I don't even know what. There's no hashtag, so I can't even shorthand any of these teams. Team Fun and the girls, um, <laughs> which would eventually turn into a U-turn. I know you're partially high on those girls, Kristen, or at least you yes. predicted them high. Are you their biggest supporter, biggest fan? I have always loved Rachel. I actually hated Alyssa on her season of Big Brother. Like, I kind of felt like the show was almost, like, rigged in her favor because she was the only person on that season who was connected connected to anybody. So she won, like, every single uh, public vote because it was like, oh, we love Rachel, so we're going to vote for her sister. So she had just this, like, unfair advantage through the entire first half of the season, and I think that's what made me hate her. I don't think I could take her in, like large quantities but just like little pieces throughout the show i find them very entertaining and you were so happy to see them anti-team fun yeah except that really made no sense it seems like rachel and Alyssa got like stuck doing a like confessional and team fun just like ran off with somebody else and (laughs) now they're just like this forever like vendetta and like i don't understand what happened like it seemed like nothing really happened and they turned it into something big but like that's what Rachel does. That's who she is. So it's okay. Jared, your precious team fun was already targeted moments into the episode. I know this was, yeah, it was definitely kind of blown out of proportion. Even their like initial, like, do you want to work together? It was so like off the cuff, kind of like, "Mm, okay, like sure, whatever. I mean, team fun, they're just, I mean, they can't hold a conversation or do anything long-term. They're that celebrity. Yeah. I think they would just walk, off the other direction of the street. It was weird, um, but I'm here for there being a random feud for no uh, apparent reason, particularly a one-sided feud. They're definitely more fun 
than when both teams are actually fighting. When when there's a feud that one team doesn't know about, that's the type of feud um, that you want to see on television because it's fun to watch. Yeah, they're, it just came out of nowhere. Like Kristen said, they were like literally in confessional and they walked like two feet away and they're like, you abandoned us. <laughs> and it was kind of weird that they also had to go to this like ticket stall at like like one in the morning to get their tickets. It yeah, was a very odd place to buy plane tickets. Like I've never seen anything like that. <laughs> like there's not a travel agent that's like at least open for just the race. Like, or they can't just go to the airport. They have to go to this random stall. I thought it was weird. And then we get to the airport and then it's the big Rupert. Like, Oh, I thought we were dead. We were going home. <laughs> and like, he's like, we were looking for an idol. And like, <laughs> This was the one moment, like, so far the entire season that I was like, okay, this is where it's, like, fun to laugh at Rupert. This is the one scene I was like, okay, that's pretty, like, not funny. Like, it's just it's just funny because of Rupert. Like, it's great to at least have him for moments like this. And then I think someone walked up and was like, oh, look, Rupert's holding court. Like, this is the stuff that you love about Rupert, right, Jared? Yeah, I just love that he's, like... He plays up this, the theme so much. He plays up his character so much. Um, and I'm so upset that kind of this is it as far as Rupert on the race goes. But I'm just so glad. Like, every single line, he has to do that whole, like, as a survivor, this, that, whatever else. So, I mean, CBS would have loved him. The producers would have loved him on the show. And rip Rupert's sound bites moving forward. Yeah. They were, where's the idols? They were looking for the idols, and they couldn't find it. Uh <laughs> I mean, we. I mean, how many? T- we did tease that like a lot, like in the preview. I know we talked about like if they were gonna have idols or junk, stupid stuff like that on the race, like or at least people would joke about that they would not have it. Um, big shock that Rupert was the one to talk about it first, and that's pretty much all of Japan. And then they kind of uh, there was a funny moment that Rupert did say. I I caught it um, where he's like, "We want to be at least one team to get ahead," and then. That didn't work out well for them. Yeah, he said he was like holding himself to very, very low standards. Like <laughs> he didn't care about coming in first place. It was just not last. Anybody but him. It's like the Sandra strategy. <laughs> yeah, the Sandra strategy on the Amazing Race is the most effective strategy. Uh, yep. Do bad Rupert could not live up to the legacy of Sandra, but so then we get the get to the Laos and they have to get their clue at this sunrise at hotspot or wherever the hell they were, some random hotel or whatever, who knows where they were to then go to this monastery and give money or green leaves <laughs> to the monks. <laughs> the challenge is very unclear except that they had to give things to the monks and that was it. I thought this was a big waste. It was literally like, okay, we're in a country, and then here's a monster next door, and we're going to give money. Apparently they do it every day in this country, but yet when the racers were there, no one else was there. It was just them. <laughs> um, I don't know about this. What did you got, uh, Krista, what did you think about this challenge? What I always love about those things is you have these people all lined up. They're, like, waiting for sunrise or whatever the hell they were waiting for, and then, like, they're doing these things, and they're like, wow, this is so beautiful, and then, like, the seconds that they're done, everyone's just like, never mind, I don't care, and it's, like, back in the race. Like, you see everybody just, like, panic. Like, they have, like, one split second of, like, this is something 
cool and then they're just like never mind and like run and everybody like everybody like ran to that table to get the clues to the next thing and was like stepping all over each other and it was just like they can't like take themselves out of the race for more than like two seconds and Sarah did you love the uh give leaves to the monks challenge uh I did not love it um I feel like this whole episode there was so many moments where challenges and tasks were like redundant and stupid and weird the whole go to the travel agent in what the sorry the ticket booth in japan was weird and pointless because they're all in the same flat anyway this was stupid like that they had like an order that they arrived but then like it didn't matter what order you were in you were all finishing at the same time um once again they were stealing locals jobs with no locals out there again i mean the amazing race is just it's bad for bad for the local people um yeah, I agree. It is funny to watch them get into these moments of like, enjoy it, enjoy it for all of two seconds. <laughs> I did love the monk hitting what I thought was going to be like this bell. And I'm like, oh, this is like interesting. And then it's just like this hanging log that made like no sound at all and was really poorly filmed. I'm like, okay, um, they had to pull something out of this. Um, yeah, it was just pointless. This whole episode, the issue, I felt like there was so much pointless task where there was no chance to like overtake or move up the pack. Um, but I did enjoy at least the um, tuk-tuk moment on the way to this where Corinne and Eliza are just, like, blocking the road. Um, <laughs> and then you have um, the Afghanimals and Rupert and Laura wasting money in this tuk-tuk <laughs> that's knocking them anywhere faster than if they just walked there, uh, which I did love. You know, I was going to touch on that because obviously it's one of our uh, Kristen's uh, beloved team, uh, Corinne and Eliza, feuding with, Afghanimals, who I don't know what she thinks about them. Kristen, were you a fan of this moment? Um, I'm actually going to admit that I searched back in my Twitter history to see how I felt about these teams <laughs> oh, that God. came back because I felt like I had an idea, but I didn't remember for sure and I didn't want to like make something up. So um, I didn't like them on their first season and then I really liked them on their second season and I have been enjoying them so far here. I think they're very entertaining. And I actually did think that uh, Corinne and Eliza were more likable in this episode. Like they were not being nice, but they were actually kind of funny this episode, which I was not expecting. Whoa. Revelations here. Everyone breaking news. (laughs) I did. There was a, I don't know if this was like in this moment, but like there was one confessional where Corinne was like, if we had a phenometer, it would be a, it wouldn't be working. Like, it just, we wouldn't have it. And I thought that was really great. That was so weird that, like, everyone was like, okay, we're just going to run to this place. And then these four people somehow were like, let's just get this thing and drive there. And I, I don't know how, like, that even happened that, like, Crit and Eliza were ahead of the people in the car at all. I'm like, I don't know. It made for great, like, funny moments, like, with these people, like, trying to dodge the tuk-tuk, but, like, it was just so random. Like, why are some of these people running, some walking, some drop? Like, it was just a mess of, to get to. I yeah, guess- this is almost like what Jared was saying, was this is just another thing uh, that was kind of pointless. Like, there was a lot of stuff going on, but, like, nothing actually happened. They donated something to the monks that's huge no i mean i mean like the getting to them yeah. like they made such a big deal of like everybody trying to get there and who was going to get there first and then like it actually didn't matter at all yeah i i've been like was looking for an ep- like a picture to get for the episode and then i was 
noticing that you didn't even have to sit down in the order because I know that Chris and Brett were the first to arrive, but they were like at the very end of the line when they were like donating. So it like made no sense. It didn't even matter. Like it's not one of those like get in first, check out first kind of things. It was just, yeah, it's just a moment for everyone to catch back up again. They built two into the episode, I guess. Yeah, they've been doing a lot of that. I didn't even realize till like the end of the episode from the premiere when I was thinking about it, where I'm like, wow, they made them do that whole thing where they like dug in the sand and had to find these clues. And oh my God, Art and JJ are out last. They're going to be in the back. And then it's like they all got on the same flight. Like none of that meant anything. It didn't matter at all. And they're doing so much of that. It's a, a, a staple they can't get rid of. Yeah. The, the one thing that I guess you could say came out of this was like the big, like for me at least, was for me was the big change in how d- the race was going to be different for Colin and Christy this time around. Like, because I remember Colin at this point was like going on this big speech about, you know, these monks are doing the work of the Lord. They're putting out peace and love to the world for everyone to absorb or something. like It was something so fortune cookie-esque that like it was shocking because earlier in the episode, they gave us the bit where he had the big explosion from his last season. And then like this time he's like, they put out love for everyone to grab onto or something. Like it's just crazy how much they have changed in their time. Do you think that they're ever going to break like, that they will revert back, like, he will revert back to how he was. Like, I think that's what people are waiting for, is, like, the big, like, something's gonna happen that just sets him off and he can't remain zen. I get the impression that he may, like, snap at another team. I don't think he'll fight with Christy. I feel like they've worked their relationship out in a way that they won't do that, but I feel like if he gets heated, like, he could, like, if something, like, say they get U-turned or there's some sort of drama, like, they jump in front of another tuk-tuk or something. Anything that gets, like, <laughs> confrontational, I feel like he could. And yeah. she may have to, like, rein him back in. When they get on that tuk-tuk with the donut, then he'll he'll go off. <laughs> yeah, as long as he's not charged $100 for another ride, he'll be fine. <laughs> I mean, it will be interesting to see if that does happen, because, sure, like you said, people are probably waiting for it at this point. Yeah. However, they haven't been really a center focus of the screen these first few episodes, I would say. So maybe if they get more airtime, who knows? And then we get to the U-turn on episode two, which is apparently shockingly early. Everyone was like, oh, I can't believe we're seeing it now. Yeah, it, it is early, but like, I guess that's a big deal. Um, and so the sisters U-turn Team Fun, and as a result, Team Fun U-turns Tyler and Corey. I did think the strategy that the Afghanimals had was really clever to, like, they were about to just about to do Tyler and Corey, on the U-turn, but then they just saw that Team Fun was there, so they're like, let's let them do it so we have no blood on our hands or anything like that. Across the, like, two episodes we've had, I've been pretty impressed with how well the Afghanimals are doing in terms of the strategy side of it. Like, as much as you can say their strategy of the Amazing Race, like the the whole getting the other teams to U-turn, and then later on in the episode when they convince Nicole that the pit, they're at the wrong pit stop. I've, I've just been impressed, and, like, They've won the first two legs, so it's a good sign for them. Did you have any sort of feelings, Tristan, on how the way the U-turn was handled, or who should have been U-turned? Were there any kind of bad calls made? Should no one have U-turned? Um, my only thought was, like, if Team Fun, like, really wanted to try and make sure that they stay in the game, that it would have, like, made the most sense to U-turn Rupert and Laura, just because they were obviously going to be in the back of the pack. But what happened, like, doesn't 
bother me at all. I, I did think the Afghan animals were very impressive. One thing that I came across that I thought was really interesting was that a lot of the Facebook comments, I always love to uh, <laughs> check on casual Facebook, and a lot of people like the Afghan animals, and that surprised me. I feel like usually people like the underdogs, and people don't like the, like, sneaky, uh, like, I don't know, they're just, they're not, be, they're not playing, like, honest and i feel like a lot of the uh like fans usually don't like that especially the people who would comment on facebook but a lot of people are talking about them and a lot of people like them and i thought that was actually cool i don't know if they're going to be turned on at the end but i i kind of like that uh, people are actually on their side this season yeah it's kind of sh- usually the all-male teams that are really jockey and mm-hmm. athletic or whatever like the the boo we don't like them go there is no like a douche bro team this season is there they're the closest like maybe yeah, and I don't think that they really are. Like, there isn't really a, a douche bro team, because it's definitely not uh, Chris and Brett. They're, like, not on the show. <laughs> I think maybe Rupert and Laura. <laughs> That's the douche bro team? <laughs> yeah. Laura, you're such a douche bro. Um, Jared, what, what, are you, what were your thoughts on how that U-turn was handled? Uh, it was interesting. I love that we saw, like, this feud, one-sided feud play out at the U-turn. Uh, and I agree. I thought the Afghanimals were so clever just in the way they were able to convince team funds so easily to make a move that was kind of against their best interests to u-turn like another strong team when they were in trouble i just thought that like the way they pulled that off so effortlessly was really impressive so i'm all here for like their strategy moving forward i'm glad that we got two teams that were actually behind u-turn because i was waiting for the like okay, you U-turn these people and then will you U-turn a team that's already gone by, which I like, am kind of over and can't stand that strategy anymore. Um, so I'm glad that uh, everything was really up in the air with kind of who was going to go home and, and how this was going to pan out. One thing that I thought was really interesting is that since it's we have this season of the race versus Survivor and Big Brother, I thought that we would see more of those lines, and we're really not because this – U-turn was against Team Fun, which is really just Rachel being like, they were mean to me for two seconds, let's U-turn them. And I still kind of view Rachel as like this racer. So like, kind of like a racer going against a racer, and then Team Fun U-turning another race team. It's like, I just thought it was, I thought there would be more division amongst those shows. And I was kind of a little bit surprised that it was an immediate like, okay, we're going to go all against the racers. Like, even even though we are, like, I just thought there would be more alliances or, like, allegiances or something. I just expected more in that. And I don't know if I'm the only one who kind of had that feeling. I think that the, the teams that they chose kind of don't lend themselves to making alliances within their original shows. Because, like, I know that Corinne and Eliza didn't really love Rupert. And, like, Chris and Brett don't really have any connection to any of these people. Like, I don't picture them as being like best friends with Eliza like they just I don't think they really know each other and then the big brother teams like you have Janelle and Brittany who were from like semi earlier seasons and Nicole and Victor who are from a later season and like Alyssa has her sister so I feel like there's just not and uh Rachel and Brittany didn't like each other in the house I think there is a little bit of a connection between uh Rachel and Janelle I think they've been uh like casual friends over the years but there's just not like teams like there is a way that they could have cast it that the teams would have teamed up, but I think that I think that the Amazing Race teams are the only ones really doing that, and they're just like anti. Who are they going against? Survivor. 
Big Brother or Survivor, one of them. All I know is the Afghanimals don't like Kurt and Eliza. And that's... Yeah, maybe it was a Survivor they were trying to turn on. It's so it's so up in the air because I feel like no one has vocalized much about like oh I don't like them like I feel like this was the first episode where we got that indication that teams don't like each other and like have expressed any like interest in working together so it's it's kind of a learning curve to see how we figure out what's going on. Jared, did you have anything to comment on? Yeah, I I thought it might have come into it a bit more. I think it may have been was it Leo and Jamal at the U-turn who were just like to um just were like, you turn survivor, you turn survivor for the first one. Maybe, I don't know. But yeah, I think um, from what I've seen so far, it just seems to be kind of like at the time and place where the people are going to work together and where they are in the pack, as opposed to more so kind of what show they're on before and if they're friends or not. I mean, we did get a little bit of discussion like this in the first episode where it's like, remember that Corinne and Rupert scene where they're like, we can't go home first or something like that. Um, I mean, that was one throwaway moment, but like... I. I just expected more. Um, I'm kind of glad we're not like, which, because it means that like, there's no automatic favor to the racers. They already have the advantage of racing before. Like, so they're not just like a five, like alliance together or anything like that. And given the way that how this episode went down, I don't think that the racers are going to be too keen to be working as a huge group for the rest of the episode or the rest of the season. So now we go to the detour, which is ABC versus BBQ, learning the Laos alphabet or preparing duck and fish. Uh, Very two opposite challenges, if you ask me. They were interesting. I definitely thought that one was a lot more fun to watch, like, but then they were just kind of generic standard, like, we're in a foreign country. What do they do here? Let's kind of pile on top of that, like... Ooh, they have open markets. That could be interesting. See how they interact. Um, We've had so many market challenges at this point. I'm like so over the Americans shopping in a country where no one speaks English and they're like pointing and they're like, duck, duck. And I could go without that on the season of The Amazing Race. But it was interesting to see that most teams ended up doing that. The cooking of the food instead of learning the alphabet. Maybe they know something. Um, Chris, what were your kind of general thoughts on the detours and... Um, the alphabet one seemed more difficult, but it was obviously faster because, uh, whoever did it first, I don't remember if that was like Colonel Isa, I don't know, whoever did it first, I know that they left in first place. So that must've been the quicker task if you could figure it out. But I actually liked watching that one because I thought it was interesting to see the people's like strategies. I was surprised that Rupert was even able to complete it. <laughs> I, uh, I liked that uh, Corinne and Eliza had like the whole strategy of like using the pictures below the letters to uh, come up with ways to remember the alphabet sounds. Yeah. The whole fish and duck thing is not my favorite thing to watch on tv like i'm no vegan but just like watching people scrape scales off of fish like is not like what i prefer to do in my evening so that was not my favorite but it was all it was fine yeah i thought it was funny when there was it corinne was like it literally this is just how brett talks like if brett was here (laughs) he would do so well and then cut to brett doing the going to the other challenge i just thought there were so many like fun moments within it and the the kids were clapping after every one they got right. Uh-huh. So it was like they got the letter A and everyone was like, clap, clap, clap. And they can't even say it because they're still clapping. Like I, just thought it was... I, also, I also love that the kids were like laughing hysterically at them. 
when they like got something just you know a slight variation of what it was supposed to be it's like i don't think it's that funny like it probably wasn't super hilarious that they said like ha instead of ah like and the kids are just like cackling at them for being so stupid <laughs> this is so ridiculous like what did they tell these kids that their job was for the day <laughs> yeah the producers are like when they're wrong laugh at them it'll crush their spirits or something yeah probably <laughs> yeah it was just i mean that was in my eyes that was a better one to to watch like the fish was just whatever you could have put it in any country and i would have been like okay just cut the fish like um and then they made a whole big deal about like this country being landlocked and then they're like here clean the fish and the the anything that lives on the water i didn't even think about that jared what were your thoughts on bbq and abc I agree. I think ABC was definitely more interesting. Um, I thought it was going to be so much harder, though, than it was. Like, they were talking it up, how, like, there's these subtle differences, and, like, we were seeing it, too, and when um, Karina and Eliza, like, go to do it the first time, and they don't get it right, and it's like, oh, people are going to be stuck on this for ages, and they get it right on their second time. The fact that Rupert and Laura, I think, got it right on their second try as well, I was like, okay, that was actually (laughs) not that difficult then. And then the barbecue, yeah, it was just boring. I think, like, maybe, like, two teams had to go back and do something else, but, like, it didn't take them long. So I had to start over completely. They could just tie whatever differently than what they'd done before. Um, the fact that they didn't have to collect the ingredients, too, I thought was interesting because that's usually kind of the go-to staple for, like, a market challenge that actually makes it difficult. And the fact that it was, like, just find this stall and then just cook up this stuff that's already kind of there for you. I just thought it was boring to watch. And, and um, the only good thing was that the order changed a bit. For this whole episode... Um, it was really hard to actually kind of keep track of where people were, especially when they were driving between places and they would just get there in a completely different order. But I feel like there wasn't much explanation for, there were like bits and pieces of people passing, but not to the extent that you knew where people were when they were arriving places. But yeah, overall, I think, yeah, the ABC was good and then the barbecue was just completely boring and, and far too easy, uh, both of them. Yeah, they, I wish they had that. They used to do it on some challenges where like you would, present something that you had to work on and like if it was wrong they would like just take it away or you'd have to do it from scratch or something like that i mean i mean i guess it's harder to just have this endless supply of fish and ducks to have these americans like redo it but like i wish there was a little bit more like complexity like one team like had to tie it a little tighter or something like that and that was their only correction the the error for being wrong was like non-existent i feel like they were just like okay it looks good enough you can go and it was like easy like the challenges were easy enough i mean one benefit is that they were easy enough that the people who were u-turned could easily get through them you know we didn't have it was like a a showdown between the people who were being u-turned or anything like that but at the same time it was just like kind of generic kind of uninteresting to watch people were cutting fish and then they tied them it was nothing really fun we did get a lot of more kind of chatter about the U-turn here because the girls and Team Fun both ended up going to the same challenge first. And then uh, this is kind of where I was. Like, I've been a Team Fun fan. That's tongue twister. <laughs> but, like, this was a really downturn for me just a little bit because, like, they were so bitter. Like, Becca was so, like, oh, they're scummy. They're low. They're, like, how could they do this? honorable like attitude and I was just so down about it like I, I like I love the attitude that Tyler and Corey had where they're like okay we're a strong team we kind of expected it like we're just gonna have to do it 
And Team Fun was just like, how could they U-turn us? Like, it just, it wasn't a good look on them. I know, Kristen, you were probably thinking similar things, probably. Yeah, she she just bothers me a lot. Like, Floyd doesn't really bother me, but Becca, like, I feel like she's, like, fake fun. Like, she, <laughs> she like, says she's fun, but, like, I don't see the fun, if that makes any sense. Like, I just, I don't, I don't get them. I... I always hate when people are like super hypocritical about like you voted for me here, but like I would like you would use it too. Like it's not like it's part of the game. I don't understand why people get so upset over like very, very basics of the game. Why don't we ask our team fun fan number two, Jared, what what were your thoughts on this? (laughs) Um, I didn't really notice it that much. Uh, I do find it. It's like, I mean, it's, particularly hypocritical when these teams like complain about it getting U-turned but then they have in turn U-turned another team and you can say oh well there's a reason they had to U-turn because they were themselves um but I think if you've used it as well then you really have like no leg to stand on because then Tyler and Corey could just be calling you scummy as well for doing the same thing so yeah I think this like it soured me a little bit um but in the end like they seem to like get over it quick enough like they weren't harping on about it the whole episode and, and the fact that you mentioned before, too, that these challenges, I suppose it was good that they were easy enough that, I mean, they were able to do, like, two before teams had even finished one. So in that sense, I think they played the U-turn well. And where it was positioned in the leg as well, having a roadblock again after it um, was good. Because I hate, there's nothing worse than having a double U-turn where it's so obvious who's going home because it's the last thing of the leg. Uh, the pit stop's really close by. There's nobody getting lost. So in that way, they structured it well, and that was kind of one of the good things about this episode. And I also thought it was weird that Rachel, like she said in this episode, she's like, oh, I feel really bad. I, I want to apologize and say sorry, but they don't want to talk to me right now. Like, what, you, you just, you turn them and you're like, I want to say sorry. Like, sometimes, like, I don't understand her. She's like, a, I'll do what I want. Like, she, she got ditched a little bit in the, first, the beginning of the episode. And she's like, they're our enemies. And then here she's like, we should apologize. Like, we, we used a race twist fairly like what That's i what don't just good for that was like blowing everything out of proportion i'm curious to see how this will last also we got hints of their sister fighting like they started snapping a little bit at each other this episode i'm wondering if we'll get old rachel back in back in full swing where she's full-on breaking down crying in random places and ready to quit i hope so she cried in the bush at big brother so i would like to see that happen again <laughs> And this is a team I love. Your endorsement is very powerful. <laughs> and then we get a lot of tuk tuk. Is it tuk tuk? I don't even know if this is tuk tuk. But the they had got to get their way to the elephant roadblock, which I thought was fun. I always love seeing elephants on the Amazing Race. Any time they bring on animals that are like not easily controlled is just like a great Amazing Race thing where they're like trying these. Americans are like yelling at these animals and they're just not doing anything. It's always fun to see who gets screwed by an unresponsive animal. Honestly, the best thing was just Rupert on this thing not doing anything. <laughs> just getting stuck and just saying, please move, and not even trying in the, the language that they have. He, was, he wasn't using like any of the words they told him. He was just like begging God and the elephant to like move. It was so weird. Like that he just gave up on Pi Pi. <laughs> Bye-bye. Yeah, it, everyone else was at least trying it to say it or, like, waiting or even yelling it, and then he's just like, move, animal. 
Like elephants are my spirit animal. Why are you listening to me? I love you, but I hate you right now. I think he also told the elephants. There was a moment where Laura was like, he loves elephants. I don't think he likes this one. Yeah. And then he's like, move. Rupert in rare form. Um, And then we got some more stuff with people like, like Crin and Eliza being not told where the clue was by the Afghanimals here. All that kind of stuff, which didn't amount to too much. There's not a whole lot outside of Rupert going on here for me. Kristen, did you love the elephants? Yeah, the one thing that I would like to point out is that Rupert did mention in an exit interview that the elephants that were there at the beginning, so people were trying to choose, like, the most lively elephants, and he got stuck with the one who, like, didn't want to, like, come out of the corner. Like, it just, like, wasn't moving at all. So that is is possible that it could have contributed to why he wasn't having any success. But my other favorite moment was when Christy was, like, on the elephant, and she's like, okay, guys, take a deep breath. We're going to speak very nicely to these elephants. And she's talking to, like, Corinne and Brittany, who are two of the, like, they don't take deep breaths. Like, that's not part of their life. Like, I just thought it was really funny that you have this woman who is trying to relax, like, the least relaxable people. Like, Brittany is... She was a nut on Big Brother, and everybody knows Corinne. Like, Corinne probably does not take kindly to, all right, we're going to take a deep breath now. Like, that is not her thing. So I just found that very amusing. Jared, did you love the elephants? Did you love Rupert's spirit animal? I loved Rupert during this moment. I loved the elephants in general, but I hated this as, like, a task because I felt like it was so um, subjective on, like, how it was going to go and what elephant you got. And I... Like, the order changed a bit, but, like, it wasn't really explained. It was just weird. And, like, are they even having any real input in this challenge? The fact that they had to have a guide on, like, the back of the elephant, I'm like, I feel like the guide is probably doing more to guide the elephant than the actual racer at the front anyway. Um, I mean, you could argue that Rupert wasn't using the words, but I just feel like this was just, like, all over the shop as to whether you would do good or not. The fact that they had to go across the river I loved, but then, like, the – and then you're going to, like – hunt and find these people playing musical instruments you've really got to listen out for the music and like basically it's like on the trail that they're going and they didn't even have to get to these people these people would come over to them and hand them like their clue i just feel like there wasn't a whole lot of like racer involvement in actually like doing well in this challenge and it was just so random and all over the shop um based on what elephant you got and, and whether i think even whether like other elephants were near uh, as to whether they just like follow some other elephant yeah, I just hated it from a challenge point. I think it was kind of a, a sad way to go out for Rupert and Laura. Um, but the challenges in general this season have been pretty um, poor. So um, that's kind of the theme that they're going with. I felt like there just was not a lot to do in Lau at all, um, challenge-wise. Yeah, it's a, it, the challenge was really weird. Like, you're going to get on this elephant and find musicians in the forest um, who are going to give you your clue. Like, what a concept. And then... Yeah, like I think that was a good point about which when like, how fast they move depending on whether there are other elephants around because I noticed that group I forget who was in it but like when I think it was Christy and the other girls like they moved so quickly through it like I don't even remember like them le- like they left so quickly and then you've got like Rupert there for like an hour and like I remember like the other two teams that were right in front of him were still there for a long time too like they were but they were separate versus those like girls were just like in and out and like. Yeah, it's unfortunate that Rupert got left with the the reject elephant. <laughs> and kind of feeding in a way, too. Yeah. The elephant clearly did not know English of move and 
please, and I'm begging you. <laughs> Poor elephant. And then we get to traveling to the pit stop, which is very extra travel, like take a ride to this spot and then get on this boat and then go to this spot and then climb up all these stairs. It was very extra to get to. Uh, but we get the second strategy from the Afghanimals, like they're coming in second, but then they convince Nicole that this is not the right location. So she stops and they overtake them. And then everyone else randomly shows up whenever they get there, because like Jared said, it made no sense when people arrived at the pit stop, like teams that left last were coming in fifth. Like it was all over the shop. So I think maybe we can just go through each team, see where we stand, um, and kind of wrap it up that way. So in first, we had the Afghanimals, who have been on top of the leaderboard two wins in a row. They have been very strategic, very calculating. It's been working really well for them. I don't remember if they were doing, if they were like this good on their other seasons, but they seem to be dominating the race so far. So many teams have never done the race before, and they've done it their third time. We'll see how that goes. Uh, Kristen, how are you feeling about the Afghanimals moving forward? Yeah, I really like them. I don't remember where I put them in my predictions, but I uh, probably should have put them higher. They, I think I had them kind of middle of the road, and I think they're going to do better than that. I am curious, though, to see what happens when they are not at the front of the pack, like if they start to panic or make any mistakes, if they like fall to the middle. So that's like the only real thing, because... If you just watch a team run in the front of the pack the entire time, it's not super exciting. So hopefully they have a little bit of adversity. Jared, the Afghanimals? Yeah, I think they're fun to watch. Um, I, yeah, I don't know if they're this strategic on the other seasons. They probably were, but I'm just kind of amazed at how smart they are and how they're able to get these other teams to kind of trust them and do their bidding for them. I do think they are in trouble next time we get a double U-turn um, because I feel like they're burning bridges fast as well as being a good team. So I feel like it's just the perfect storm for as soon as, as provided somebody gets there in front of them. I think they're definitely getting U-turn next time um, we see that in the race. Coming in second, we have the well-known Nicole and Victor, are you know, Jared's favorites. Um, Kristen, how are you feeling about them, and are they long for the race? They're so boring. Like, I have no interest in watching them, but it also doesn't help that Nicole is the only person on this entire cast that I don't know who she is. So I don't know anything about her. I don't know anything about her past on Big Brother. So she's just, I don't know. They're just a very boring couple to me. All right, Jared, I'm assuming you're going to literally say the exact same thing. Yeah, ditto. Um, I was annoyed, too, that like we got an intro from them again this episode, and we got one mm-hmm. last episode. Last episode, it was the whole, like, we weren't working together, and we were on opposite sides, but then after we met up. And then this one, we get the same story of, uh, we weren't together on the show, but afterwards, I'm like, we got like this like same soundbite last episode. I do not need to see the most boring team in the race be introduced twice. Um, <laughs> give more screen time to Chris and Brett, or uh, Rupert and Laura, or Colin and Christy, or basically just anybody but this team. That they're just getting way too much uh, attention and confessionals. Uh, hopefully we'll get something from them. Like, I'm really hoping that, like, we're, they're obviously, like, doing well. They did well the first leg. There's their second leg ever on the Amazing Race, and they're a second, so, which is ahead of, like, three other Amazing Race teams who've done this before. Granted, two of them were U-turn, but <laughs> they're doing well. So, like, I want something. Like, I really hope that it's not just, oh, she was dumb in this moment. Like, that's the end of their story. In third, we have the sisters, Rachel and Melissa, Kristen's favorites, 
Teen Fun 2.0, as they like to refer to themselves. <laughs> Kristen, how are you feeling about them? Uh, yeah, I don't really have much to add on them. Like, I definitely don't think they're going to win anymore, even though they're <laughs> my weather pick. But I think that they should give us some entertainment for the next few episodes. Jared, you loving them? Yeah, I'm looking forward to more feuds with other races, just random general members of the public, and then people who are judging challenges as well. I just want to see them kind of have these grudges against everybody by the time it's over. Maybe they would have gotten into it with those Laos children at the school if they got a mm. part of the alphabet wrong, and they were it's laughed possible. at. They may have tried to U-turn them, too. Coming in fourth, we have Colin and Christy, our beloved Zen lovers. I, I don't even know what to call them anymore. Uh, the... The most quiet team on the race so far. Kristen, are you now the biggest fans of Colin and Christy? Not the biggest fan, but I do. I want to see more of them. I feel like we haven't seen them. I do think Chris and Brett have been quieter than them, which is hard to do. But I, I do just want to see more of them. I want to see them break a little bit. But I, I hope that they go further and that we'll see more of them uh, towards the end of the race. Jared, your beloved team. Yeah, I love them. Um, historic moment for Christy this past episode, doing her doing two roadblocks in the same season. Uh, the, the fact that she's done more roadblocks than Colin at this point is amazing, uh, and I'm just excited to see more from them moving forward. This is like the team that like fans of the show like. I mean, you, people didn't love them. Christy like was a huge hater of them coming back, and like, but like this is an old school team. Like you want to see them. Like I feel like. We need to get something. Like, obviously, there are like a few teams that are not getting as much airtime as the others, but like, we want to see them. And like, I'm really hoping that we will get to see more of them because they're such an interesting team. Like, this hotheads turned like yogis. Like, we want to see more of like how they are adapting to the race and everything. Like, will they blow up? Will they not? Like, there's so much potential when it's not getting anything. Coming in fifth, we had Janelle and Brittany, some of Kristen's. Favorites, right? I don't know. Yep. Okay, yeah. Kristen, you're loving them. <laughs> I feel like we haven't seen that much of them either. Like, I don't know who was taking up all the screen time, but I guess the Afghan polls uh, and Rachel, but, like, I feel like we're not seeing nearly enough of Janelle and Brittany. Like, they, are, they were such fun fan favorites on their seasons, and I just feel like we haven't gotten anything from them. Like, maybe there's, like, one moment here or there, like, when Janelle is sitting there and, like, gets the the chocolate shoe on her first shot and it's just like, Oh, I'm super lucky. And like, I don't know. We just, we need more of their personality. Like that's who Brittany was on her first season. She was all personality. And we're just not getting that. They did have a fun moment in the episode where they were trying to find the detour. And then Janelle's like, we're going to go this way. And Brittany's like, you want to run uphill? (laughs) (laughs) And like, that's easy. Okay. We're going to run uphill. Like, they have, there's, like, these few moments, like, very few moments throughout the episode where they're like, okay, that's their personality, and then they disappear. Yeah, as much as Brittany was good at, like, challenges on Big Brother, she definitely is not a fan of physical activity. Like, you would never find her working out in the backyard or anything. So, this is really not her show. <laughs> and they're still here. Jared, are your, have your opinions changed from the preview? Are you now big fans like Kristen? Uh, no, but I think it is just because we haven't seen that much of them. I did love when um, Brittany is asking for, like, complaining that there's no saddle on her elephant. Um, I thought that was pretty funny. Um, but I think there's potential there. Like, they don't bore me as much as Nicole and Victor, so um, that's something. Um, coming in sixth, we have Kristen's other favorite team, Corinne and Eliza. 
um, Team Snake, as they were referred to in this episode. Actually, that's going to be handy because that'll be their nickname that I'll end up using. Because <laughs> I didn't give hashtags, so I got to use something. So, Team Snake, Kristen, are you you're high on them this episode? Yeah, they were fine. I think it's just that I have such low expectations for them. Like, I've always liked Corinne as just like I know she's a terrible person, but like she knows she's a terrible person and kind of just like puts that out into the universe. Like, I I don't know. I just hate Eliza. <laughs> I have no interest in watching them. Even though they were tolerable this episode, I, I want them out next. I want them out as soon as possible. Even before Nicole and Victor? I don't know Nicole and Victor. Like, Victor was on the challenge one season, and he had, like, zero airtime. He was so boring. So, like, I don't know who these people are. So I, I rate them higher than people that, like, I know and hate. Okay, so on the other opposite end of this, Jared, are you loving them? Uh, I love them. I want them to be around forever. I'm sad that they didn't chew Rupert out more while he was around. But I'm excited for this, like, brewing feud between them and the Afghanimals. Because I think that's just going to make for really interesting TV. Yeah, the only ones seeming to take on the Afghanimals at the moment are these two. Granted, all they did was stand in front of their tuk-tuk. But apparently that's enough on The Amazing Race to get into a feud with someone. Our first of our two U-turn survivors cut checks in next, which is Tyler and Corey. No surprise, this this episode like telegraphed the fact that they were going to get U-turn. So seeing them toward the bottom of the pack was no shock. Uh, Kristen, I, what are your thoughts on them? I don't know anything about what you think of them. So, Yeah, I like them. I, uh, I wasn't rooting for them in their season because uh, that was the season where I had picked Matt and Dana to win, and they made it to the end, and so I was obviously rooting for them. But I did like Tyler and Corey. Um, I think that they're a really, really strong team, and I think that they're going to be very long for this race. And for the, I don't know what you think about these teams. You can just look at my predictions because they're in like a, they're in like a vague order of who I like and dislike. Well, you know, things change around here, so I got to keep up to date. It's you're not giving me weekly predictions. Fair enough. But you also you may have put like two th- seconds of thought into this, so. That's that's also true. <laughs> Jared, what are your thoughts on the I don't know, team YouTube? I, I, uh, I think they're good. Probably of all the Amazing Race teams, I was initially Leo and Jamal, who I was like, why do we need to see them again? Uh, I feel like we haven't got too much from Tyler and Cora yet, but I know that they will kind of deliver moving forward. I just always forget that they like did so well in their previous season. Uh, I like. I feel like they're a really strong team, but they don't come across so like threatening and like obvious. But obviously, everybody else was aware of it. So I think they're going to struggle with U-turns moving forward. It's probably going to be a recurring theme, but I think they're kind of up to the challenge. So they'll, they'll probably do well. Uh, and next we have Team Invisible, Team Chris and Brett. <laughs> they're such an interesting team, and we're getting nothing from them. Like we, I, I can't remember one thing that either one of them said in this episode, which is a, a good mark to have on The Amazing Race. Kristen, how are you feeling about them now? Yeah, I have, like, nothing to say. We hit, like, the 10-minute mark in the episode, and I see them, like, run by. I'm like, wow, I literally forgot they were even on the season. Like, they are just not there. They're not showing anything. Like, Brett had his one moment last episode with forgetting to get the clue or not knowing what he was doing. But that was it. Like, I, I also cannot remember a single thing that they did this episode. So, yeah, there's nothing there. I, I, I would like to see more of them because I do think Brett is a, an interesting character. Like, beyond... Survivor, because I didn't care for either of them very much on their season of Survivor, but I know they've been very active in the community since, and they are 
very funny. They're entertaining, but we're just seeing nothing of that. So hopefully we see more before they get eliminated. Cause I don't think they're super long for this race. <laughs> Jared, how you feeling? Uh, banquet in my book, purely for the fact that when they get to the airport and they see that Rupert and Rupert and Laura are still there, like that's the first people they talk to. And Chris is like, we love Rupert, this, that, whatever else. So that got them some brownie points. I do love how every time one of them is doing a roadblock, we always get a view of the other person just bagging them out and making some offhand comment when they can't hear them. So I kind of like that that's their thing is like you have Corinne and Eliza who chew out every other team and then you have Chris and Brett who just bag out on each other, which I love. I think their their humor is kind of really subtle and deadpan, which I appreciate too, but I do hope that we see more of them uh, in the future legs. Then we have Kristen's ultimate favorite team, Team Fun, checking in in ninth place. They survived the U-turn. Kristen, I know you're so happy about it. Like, explode with joy. As much as I hated that Rupert was cast for yet another season of reality TV, (laughs) I was honestly hoping that they could pull it out and beat Beck and Floyd this episode. Like, that's how much I, like, I forgot how much I disliked them. And I don't understand their popularity. I will never get it. Uh, Jared, how are you feeling about your precious team fun? I do love them, but I feel like I'm almost getting a little bit burnt out. I think it's the fact that I watched season 29 like in five days before this started and like binged it. That I just sometimes the fun is just a bit too much. I can't handle people being that high like all the time. Like just like be upset and depressed at this moment, please. So I still love them and I think they're great TV and I do love that they just don't take anything seriously. But I'm getting a little bit burnt out. There's teams that that's the other teams that I like more in the race, let's just say. You must have been really in bad spirits when the last two teams were Team Fun and Rupert and Laura. It was a, it was a, it was a tough one. It wasn't a good good episode. Speaking of, we have our second eliminated team, the beloved Rupert and his race partner. Does she have a name? I don't know. We only heard Rupert. And anyway, Rupert and Laura were gone. Big shock. Um, apparently, a lot of people tweeted on Twitter that this was a surprise elimination for them. They did not see this outcome happening. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what show they were watching. <laughs> but this is pretty clear to me. Like, maybe Team Fun, but like they left the challenge at the end and Laura was like, you never know, he could say non-elimination. They weren't even teasing that they could catch up. They were just saying it could be non-elimination. So yeah, They were, like, walking very slowly up to Phil. Like, they, they knew they were last. <laughs> yeah, there was no suspense in the fact that they were arriving last at all. I did also love that Phil's, like, condolences were like, well, you've been eliminated from the race, but you're still together. Like, isn't that how most couples leave the show? Like, it's like, well, you aren't getting a divorce. Like, okay, that's not, that's not like that impressive. Like, most people from the show leave together. <laughs> they get into separate cabs and just drive yeah. off. <laughs> yeah, it's like Bachelor Paradise or something. Yeah, they're live divorce. <laughs> oh, no. Jared, what do you, what do you, your memoriam for Rupert and Laura? <sighs> I'm so upset. It's still so fresh that they've gone home. I'm really upset that we didn't get to see Laura just beast mode challenges. This was her moment to shine, and she didn't get it. She's never going to get it. Like, it's never going to happen. I'm just going to miss them so much. Rupert hamming it up at every moment. Just Rupert being, like, them as a team being just so pathetic and 
out of their league and having no idea what's going on. Uh, and the fact that, like, they went home this episode, but they did, like, so much better than the first leg, I find completely hilarious. Uh-huh. Like, they didn't really do anything wrong apart from when they got to the elephant spot and, they, and Rupert just couldn't do that. But, like, other than that, like, they were in amongst it in this leg, um, but still so just out of it and had no idea and Rupert not using the instructions is just classic Rupert like I know better um, than these stupid words um, <laughs> we just didn't get to see them do enough like I wanted to see like Rupert and Laura skydiving Rupert bungee jumping Rupert riding a bike I don't know there was just so much that didn't happen that could have Rupert in dancing challenges like the elephant moment was a shining moment and also his like Mount Fuji Lycra Yeti suit. Um, but there was so much more that I wanted to see them do. Like, Rupert just needs his own show at this point. I'm excited for him to, like, build on his, his reality TV resume. Uh, looking forward to him going on Project Runway um, and making all tie dye designs for every single challenge. Yeah, I just, I'm excited to see what's next because this isn't the last we'll see of him, surely. Uh, maybe Mountain Mafia 2, the sequel. I don't know. There's lots of things that Rupert could go on to here. Um, so it's so it's it's sad he's gone, but he's he's got a bright future. Yeah, it is sad that we lost him, but he is still with his wife. <laughs> there is a silver lining to all of this. Uh, so why don't we go into our predictions, our preseason predictions of where we thought Rupert and Laura would fall? Let's start with the man who got U-turn, Colin himself. Colin said that Rupert and Laura would come in sixth place. Interesting. Uh, Kristen, what did you say? You said Rupert and Laura would come last. I was close. <laughs> you were very close. Jared, you said Rupert and Laura would come 10th. You were right oh. on the money, sneaking it away oh, from Kristen. I also said that Rupert and Laura would come in 10th. So you and I were right on the money, just stealing it away from Kristen, who was very close. Thank goodness I've got that grant. Or is it JJ? I don't know. So looking forward to next episode um going into our predictions seeing who we said would finish in ninth if it is an elimination leg um i said leo and jamal would be eliminated in ninth and unless there's a u-turn i doubt it colin said rachel and Alyssa would come in ninth kristen you said art and jj would come in ninth hey that was not that far off no. you don't need to laugh at me for that it's possible they might come back Outcast. i didn't say it was possible yeah, the the surprise return of Rupert and Laura and Art and JJ. Um, maybe they'll be eliminated again. And Jared, you also said Art and JJ would get eliminated in ninth. Looking very hopeful for you two. We have to do our traditional Oz Network game around here, and we have to rate the episode. Oh, no. Jared, I'll let you go. Are you going to buy, rent, or bin The Amazing Race Season Episode 2? Uh, as much as I love Rupert on an elephant, I am going to bin it. I feel like as a leg, there just wasn't, um, like, the challenges were just really weak in terms of teams changing order and, I don't know, them being difficult enough, but then not completely, like, out of people's control. I don't know. I felt like there was also just too many random moments of teams catching up and doing tasks that did nothing, and I don't, it was a, a bad leg. I don't appreciate. So, uh, it's going in the bin. Kristen, did you like Love? Or dislike the episode. <laughs> well, I am not going to rent or bin it. I'm going to, like, illegally stream it because <laughs> it's not as bad as binning, but it's not as good as, like, paying $2 to rent it. So I'm going <laughs> to illegally stream it just because of a 
a couple fun moves from the Ask Animals, and then Rachel being crazy. And that made it just above Bennett for me. Uh, quite a interesting option. <laughs> I'm probably... So you make good points. I was going to bin it, and then you make all these good points. Like, there was fun things about it. I think I'm just going to stick with binning it, because I don't think that the, like, one moment this episode had was worthy enough for me to, like, care for enough. So I'm just going to bin it. Hopefully we can get more epic, more interesting episodes to come, because these first two have not been the most stellar Amazing Race. It is really unfortunate that we have, like, these great people and these great characters, and they're giving them such shitty tasks. Like, I don't blame any of these people for making bad TV, except for maybe Nicole and Victor. But, like... (laughs) It's all on the show for me as of these first couple episodes that I haven't enjoyed them. Like, it has nothing to do with the people, so. Yeah, the, this cast is, like, even if it's not our ideal cast, the cat are not our ideal cast. It's pretty, like, epic to have all these people competing, yada, 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 and then the race is just like, well, you have them to look forward to, and there's nothing about the race itself that's that exciting. I don't know where we're going next week for The Amazing Race, but hopefully it's somewhere fun. Um, hopefully there's good challenges. Maybe more elephants. Who knows? Uh, but Rupert I think it was be- Vietnam. Well, yeah, I think that there's a dancing challenge. <laughs> Rupert and the dancing... <laughs> salt in the wound. <laughs> that <laughs> Rupert and Laura just Rupert. Oh my goodness. Maybe he can be on Dancing with the Stars or something next. Maybe that's his next show. That I might watch. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that'll do it for us. We will possibly probably be here next week to chat about episode three and all the dancing that we get. We haven't had enough dancing on The Amazing Race. Um, stay tuned to everything here. Oh, I didn't thank you. Thank you, Kristen, for being here. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Uh, will we be seeing you next week, or are you going to make uh, another cameo later in the season? Um, it depends. I'll have to see if I want to uh, keep people on, on the edge of their seat, waiting to see when I'm going to come back. <laughs> uh, don't leave us on a cliffhanger, no! Oh. <laughs> Jared, thank you much for join- so much for joining us for your third in a row. No problem. Um, yeah, it's kind of disappointing being regular now that you get such a good intro when you come back. Um, <laughs> but I've got nothing better to do, so here I am. Maybe if you don't, we'll, we'll get, I'll give you a very special intro next week. Or if Colin's back, I'll let him do an extra special intro for you next week. But that will be it. Stay tuned, Oz Network. Download, listen, have fun. Um, Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.